Well, I looked it up back in my notes, and believe it or not, seven weeks ago, we did part one of the message that I'm going to finish today. <laughs> it was the Sunday before we got into Thanksgiving and then into Christmas, and we are now finally getting back to, does anybody remember where we were in the book of Samuel? Oh, good. Somebody remembers. Good. Yes, we are going to do part two of the underdog and the oversized. So realizing that our memories are not that great, <coughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of review before we get into uh, what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to ask you if you will, first of all, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. And that's where we're going to be this morning. <coughs> so I'm sorry. Let me grab a quick drink of water here. A quick review. <clears throat> the army of Israel is facing off against the Philistines, and Goliath comes out to challenge them. And remember, Goliath is this huge guy. Scripture tells us he's nine feet tall. And we talked about how big that was. And he was an imposing figure, a huge man with huge armor and a, a reputation of a great warrior. And nobody wanted to fight him. Well, David was sent by his father to check on his brothers. Remember, David was the youngest of eight brothers, and his three older br oldest brothers had joined Saul's army to fight the Philistine, the Philistines. And David would travel back and forth from home to the army from time to time to take things to his brothers, to check on them, and bring, their, bring letters home to their dad from them. And while David is there to see his brothers and bring stuff, he sees Goliath. And here's what it says, in, starting in verse 23. As he, David, was talking with them, his brothers, he saw Goliath, the champion from Gath, come out from the Philistine ranks, shouting his challenge to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant, the men were asking? He comes out each day to challenge Israel. And have you heard about the huge reward the king has offered to anyone who kills him? The king will give him one of his daughters for a wife, and his whole family will be exempted from paying taxes. David talked to some of the others standing there to verify the report. What will a man get for killing this Philistine and putting an end to his abuse of Israel, he asked. He asked them, who is this pagan Philistine anyway? that he's allowed to defy the armies of the living God. And David receives the same reply as before. What you've been hearing is true. That is the reward for killing the giant. Now, realize this has been going on for more than a month with Israel and the Philistines. David can't believe his eyes. He's there, and he, I'm sure this wasn't what he was expecting to find when he went to visit his brothers. Are you kidding me? This guy comes out, challenges you, and you all run away? He's appalled by this Philistine and the things he is saying about Israel and their people. He must have thought, how can you guys just stand here and let this Philistine say such awful things about you? When he hears about the king's reward for anyone who will slay the giant, he starts to ask questions of the soldiers. Is this really true? Yes, his daughter in marriage and no taxes. That's a good deal. Because first of all, no taxes. Well, I think we get that, right? No taxes. That's a good thing. Right, Jeff? Is that a good thing? No taxes? All right. 
if, if, if you're not an accountant, I guess that's a good thing, right? <laughs> um, but also you get one of his daughters in marriage, which gives you influence and which you, gives you power and all those things. So you get a lot of benefits. Well, David's older, oldest brother, Eliab, says to him, he, he gives him the classic big brother rebuke. What are you doing here? Why don't you just run on home? This is soldier's business. And David gives the classic little brother response. I didn't do anything wrong. I was just asking a question. Why doesn't someone go out there and kill this filthy Philistine? David, why don't you just shut up? You know, it's bad enough they had to deal with this situation. It doesn't help having a little brother asking questions and emphasizing the fact that they're all cowards. Well, by now, the word had gotten around that David was asking a lot of questions. So let me sum up the next verses, 31 through 39. So King Saul sends for David, and David makes a bold statement to the king. Don't you worry about a thing. I'll kill this Goliath. Saul says, eh, I don't think so. David says, I'm pretty good in a fight. I've, caught a, I've fought off bears and lions to protect my sheep, and I am not afraid. So somehow he convinces Saul. Saul tells him to put on the king's armor and to take the king's sword, but David realizes it's all too heavy and bulky, and it's not going to work for him. David says, I can't wear this stuff. So what does David do? Let's find out. And it's where we pick it up in your notes this morning. Preparing for battle. Starting in verse 40, this is what it says. It says, he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then, armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across to fight Goliath. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog? He roared at David. Did you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here, and I will give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. The passage tells us David grabs five smooth stones. Why smooth? Well, I'm sure that David learned over years of protecting his sheep that the smooth stones he can be more accurate with, right? Why from a stream? Because I think over the years, David figured out that that's where the smooth stones are. Why did he grab five? Because he didn't want six. <laughs> I really don't know why he grabbed five. Maybe the, that was how many he could fit in his bag. Maybe six stones would have made it too heavy. I'm not sure. But Goliath's attitude suggests that he sees himself as invincible, doesn't it? I mean, you could hear it in Goliath. This, this is not a worthy opponent for me. He's only a boy. You can hear the arrogance in Goliath's words. And I was reminded of what, what it says in Proverbs 16. Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Am I a dog? Are you going to beat me with a stick? Can you imagine what that looked like? Here's Goliath, this big, awesome dude, and he's got his armor bearer because he's, he's, he's all that and he's got all this extra armor. Can you imagine what this looked like? Now, fortunately, the media was there that day, and I, I do have a photograph from then. So there it is. Um, uh, this would have looked ridiculous, right? This nine-foot giant up against a boy who's carrying a stick and a sling. Really? Are you kidding me? 
And really, I think one of the thoughts that went through Goliath's head is, there's no way you're going to kill me with a stick, and there's no way you're going to kill me with a sling. But you know what? If that's what Goliath was thinking, Goliath was right. We'll find out. He curses David by the names of his gods, and he said he's going to give David's flesh to the wild animals. This was a common curse back then when you wanted to scare the snot out of somebody. You say, I'll destroy you and feed your flesh to the wild animals. So that was nothing new. But David hears this, and David comes right back at him, right? David throws the curse back at him. But David's response is a little different. Look what it says, starting in verse 45. David shouted in reply, You come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone will know that the Lord does not need weapons to rescue his people. It is his battle, not ours. The Lord will give us to you. <laughs> I get chills when I read that. That's awesome. What is David saying? David's basically saying to Goliath, I know, you see me with a sling and you see me with a stick, but let me tell you something. Your weapons don't mean jack. You think you're all that because you got this big spear. You think you're all that because you got this big shield. And you think you're all that because you got this big sword. And you think you're all that because you're nine feet tall and just huge. David says, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean squat. I come in the name of the Lord Almighty. That's awesome. I come in the name of of the Lord Almighty. And David basically says, you mess with God's people, you're going to mess with God. Okay? Sorry, I put a little Italian in there. I watched, I watched The Godfather the other day, so I'm, I'm, you know, feeling that a little bit. This fight is bigger than David and Goliath. David gets it. It's about the gods of the Philistines against God Almighty. David says, I will prevail because my God is all-powerful. Now realize this. David's not saying he's going to prevail because David is this amazing warrior. I mean, everybody else sees it too, not just Goliath. He's just a kid with a stick and a sling, okay? That's all there is. But David says, I will prevail because of my God. So, all the bantering and the, the cursing and the all those things is over now. So let's get on with the fight, right? On with the fight. Starting in verse 48. <clears throat> I feel like I should have music behind me as I'm reading this. As David moved closer to the attack, as Goliath moved closer to, the, to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone. He hurled it from his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face downward to the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine giant with only a stone and sling. And since he had no sword, he ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill the giant and cut off his head. 
When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. And then the Israelites gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all along the road from Sherem as far as Gath and Ekron. Then the Israelite army returned and plundered the deserted Philistine camp. David took Goliath's head to Jerusalem, but he stored the Philistines' armor in his own tent. There you go. David, it says, ran quickly to meet him. That's so awesome. You'd, you'd think he'd be a little apprehensive. No. No fear, no apprehension. Complete confidence. Goliath takes a step forward and David says, here I come. He runs toward him. And he took him out with one stone. He only needed one. Was this a sign of his weaker faith because he took five stones? That he didn't think he'd get him with the first shot? I don't know. Maybe if his faith was strong enough, he only would have took one stone. I don't know. He took five. With only a sling and a stone, he defeated Goliath. And he used Goliath's own sword to kill him. And this sent the Philistines into a panic, and they started to run away, and all of a sudden Israel found their courage, huh? They chased after them. And they were, the Philistines were routed by Israel. This is a great story, isn't it? It's a story we've heard time and time and time again. But what do we learn from this story? What kind of lessons can we get from a boy? Lessons for us. Because there were lessons for the Israelite army. There was definitely a lesson for Goliath. Lessons for the Philistines. And even a lesson for King Saul. David did some awesome things in this story. But I'm not talking about him actually defeating Goliath. I want to point out some things that tell us what we can learn from this young man. So this is an opportunity for you guys to write down some things in your notes here. There's a few things that we learn in this story. First of all, it's this. Motivation is everything. Let's go back to what David said to Saul when he was with him. He said this. He said, if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine. Two, why? For he has defied the armies of the living God. David shows that he has the right motivation. He's not doing this because he says, he doesn't say, hey, don't worry. I'll kill this Philistine, and then you'll give me your daughter, right? Huh? Huh? No, he doesn't say that. He doesn't mention that. He doesn't mention the no-paying taxes. He doesn't mention anything that the king is rewarding. He says, I'm going to go beat this guy just like I've beaten any other wild animal. Why? Because he has defied the armies of the living God. David's motivation was, this man is offending my God. This is why I know I will go out and I will beat him and I will defeat him. You have to have the right motivation. The second is this. You need to have the right confidence. 
And what do I mean by that? Our confidence needs to be put in the right place. In verse 32, David said this, Don't worry about a thing, David told Saul. I'll go fight this Philistine. He says, don't worry about anything. Like, this is no big deal. I'm going to go beat this guy. He says a little later, he says, it's the Lord who saved me from the claws of the lion and the bear will save me from the Philistine. David says, I know my God is with me. My God has been with me in the past. My God will be with me this time too. And I am very, very confident of that. Here's the interesting thing. The same God who David is serving here is the same God that Israel's army represents. What did David have that they didn't trust, confidence? Look what uh, Paul said to Timothy. He said, for God has not given us a a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. God's spirit was working in David. And David said, don't worry about a thing. I got this. I'll take care of this. But what's even better is with how David did it, he leaves no doubt. He leaves no doubt as to who has accomplished this. Now, we could say, well, David defeated Goliath, but we really know the truth, right? We know it was the Lord. Remember what David said to Goliath. He said this, Everyone will know that the Lord does not need weapons to rescue his people. It is his battle, not ours. David says, I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to beat you like this, because that way everyone will know that your weapons don't mean anything, because my God is more powerful than anything you can throw at me. No pun intended. In our weakness, God shines through. In this scene, you have this simple boy with a stick and a sling, and he defeats this mighty, huge warrior. Anybody who saw that had to say, well, that was definitely God. And David didn't kill him with the stone, did he? You know, it's the old story of the two guys who are out in the jungle, and there's a lion starts to chase him. One guy stops and he switches out of his sandals and he puts a pair of tennis shoes on. The other guy says, what are you doing? He says, well, these will make me run faster. He goes, you can't outrun a lion. He says, I don't have to outrun a lion. I only have to outrun you. <laughs> Goliath was thinking, he was thinking, but he wasn't thinking all the way through. You can't kill me with a stone. No, but he can knock you out with a stone and then he'll kill you with your own sword. In our weakness, God shines through. Look at what Paul said in 2 Corinthians. Each time he said, and this is God speaking to him, my gracious favor is all you need. My power works best in your weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may work through me. Since I know that it is all for Christ's good, I'm not quite content with my weaknesses and with insults I'm sorry, I am quite content with my weaknesses and with insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That is such an awesome passage of Scripture. In our weaknesses, God shines through. When we do things in God's strength, we leave no doubt 
that it is God at work and not us. That's why God asks us to do God-sized things. The last idea is this. We need to glorify God. We need to give God all the glory. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said this, He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who is seeking the glory of the one who sent him, he is true, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Jesus is talking about himself here, but this idea applies to us as well. If our motivation and confidence are in the right place, then God is going to get the glory. God will get all the glory. Jesus also said this in Matthew. He said, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. The whole time David was challenging Goliath, the whole time David was talking with Saul, he was saying, I'm going to do this. I will win. Why? Because of the Lord Almighty. Give God the glory. Unfortunately, too often as humans, we, we take credit for things that we have no right to take credit for because it's God working and it's not us. Those are the lessons we can learn from a boy who beat a big goon with a stone. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message and we thank you for your word and I pray that you teach us all to be confident in you to be motivated by you, to bring you glory, and that when others see us, they don't see us, but they see you. The miracles that happen in our lives are because of you, and we need to let the world know that, so we thank you. As Jesus said, we need to let our light shine before men, so I pray that as we leave this place today, that your light would shine through us, that all who see us and know us would give you glory and honor. And all God's people said, amen. Have a blessed day.